0: Welcome to the Purity for Life podcast, episode 179. My name is Frank Honus. This week we talk about healthy and unhealthy ways for handling triggers. For more information on this podcast and other great content, visit pflhome.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Purity for Life, this is Frank Honus, I want to welcome you guys to uh, this week's podcast and if you're watching actually here on Facebook Live, we're recording this week uh, the video on Facebook Live as we did last episode, episode 178, uh, where we talked about recovery goals in 2018. Um, This week I want to talk about a topic that uh, we, we have touched on before, we've discussed on the podcast um, you know, at least a few times, I think, but um, I want to talk about healthy and unhealthy ways for handling triggers, healthy and unhealthy ways for handling triggers. So I am a, uh, a man who's in recovery from a sexual addiction, from a pornography addiction, and I'm in my ninth year of recovery. And so I've talked a lot, a lot over the last, oh my goodness, since about 2012 uh, on, the, on the podcast about my story about uh, all different facets of of sexual addiction of of recovery, um, and so one of those issues or topics that I have touched on talked about in the past has been uh, the area the topic of triggers, uh, or you, you know in maybe in the church world we we call them temptations, but for a man or woman in recovery, there are uh, different kinds of th- there are moments where there is a pull there's a tug there is a trigger to want to act out to want to revert back to the um, the compulsive the addictive behavior whether you know whatever that is really whether that's you know even if that's an alcohol addiction or a drug addiction uh, but in in with this ministry in my story um, that is a sexual addiction so it could be pornography it could be masturbation it could be lust fantasy it could be um, you know going and you know, maybe it's maybe it's that uh, that affair partner, or maybe it's sleeping with someone. You know, maybe it's just you know giving your body away. You know, whatever that that sexual um, uh, that sexually impure behavior, that sexually addictive behavior, sexually unhealthy behavior really is. And so, uh, the 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 topic of triggers is a really uh, is one that. Um, I, I don't know that it gets discussed enough, and I'll, I'm gonna be sharing some more this week um, on social media and the website and and the Facebook page about triggers. Um, but triggers are those moments, like I said, that that we need to really uh, face head on and and learn how to deal with because when you come out of an addiction, um, it's not as if life is perfect. It's not as if you come right from you know. And, and how many people? You, how many of you guys are watching this or know people who have been addicted to something? Addiction is a stronghold. Addiction. addiction is something that uh, can control your life. Whether that's like again, if that's alcohol, if it's a substance abuse, if it's uh, if it's sex, you know. And there's all kinds of addictions, but you know, sexual addiction is is an incredibly incredibly controlling. Uh, stronghold behavior. And for me, it, uh, it controlled 13 years of my life. I allowed it to consume uh, a large part of my life. And so when you pattern your behavior and you pattern your life and you pattern your brain, really, your brain even rewires to the addiction, to rewire that, to come out of that behavior and to you know transition into healing and health and freedom it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of effort, and there are there are a lot of mistakes along the way, and there there's a lot of what we call term you know terminology is slips, right? There are you know you might call them falls or you know uh, setbacks, you know places where you you reach a certain point in recovery, maybe it's a week, seven days, maybe it's maybe it's a month, and and there's a slip back into that old behavior, right? And so, typically. What happens prior to the slip is what we call triggers. There are certain triggers along the way where, you know, and it could be anything. A trigger is absolutely anything that tends to want to pull you back into the old behavior, back into uh, whatever that, you know, that, that addictive addiction was. And it may be, uh, it may be a thought. It may be a, uh, an image. It may be a certain smell. Uh it may be a certain environmental, you know, situation where, you know, certain location. Um, it can be a memory, it could be, I mean, it can be absolutely anything. Triggers are very unique to the person, um, to to the particular person and their addiction. Um, you know, for me, uh triggers in the past have been um sort of all sorts of things, primarily in my thoughts. My thought life has been, you know, as I've grown in that, as I've, you know, walked through healing. Uh, My thought life, uh, has I've experienced a lot of triggers in my mind, Um, triggers through the things that, you know, I've watched in the past. And even, you know, in my early, early days of recovery, uh, it could have just, you know, trigger being, um, you know, stress, you know, trigger being anger, trigger being uh, frustration or some kind of insecurity, uh, trigger being fatigue. I mean, there's all sorts of things. We talk about the acronym HALT. A lot in in the group that I lead. Halt, actually, I've 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 kind of amended it to halts, which is hungry, angry, lonely, tired, stressed. Um, those tend to be five major triggers that guys walk through. And and again, that's not the definitive list. There's tons and tons. And again, it's really just unique. It's not like there's a set list that's unique to the person. So, um, triggers I think uh, are not talked about enough in uh, in recovery circles. And so I want to talk about it. Uh, this week today on the podcast. And so um, I want to just kind of open up and share a little story that I recently talked with, uh, with with a guy in in the group that I lead. I lead an online support group um, called you know it's an X3 group. It's through triple X church. you can go to x3church.com. And um, one of the one of the guys that, that are in my group that that I'm a facilitator for shared me, shared with me a story recently. About a guy that he's he has been meeting one on one with, who's also part of an of a recovery group or support group, and so they got on the topic of talking about triggers and you know and 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 their marriages and um, you know and they started going a little deeper you know in in connecting and and um, you know interacting with each other about you know the relationship they have with their wives and and um, you know. Um, you know, the, the topic of intimacy with our wives, you know, and, and what that sort of looks like, you know, post post addiction, you know, in recovery and uh, nothing, you know, nothing graphic or anything like that, but just kind of wanting to know, you know, how, how do we, um, you know, how do, how do we handle something like that? How do we, you know, you know, how how do we continue to be able to, to be intimate or, or how does that affect our intimacy with our, with our spouse, if we're a struggler, if we're coming out of addiction. And so, the comment that this particular guy made to my guy, the guy in my group, was that when he feels when he feels triggered, when he feels a pull, uh, some kind of, of of you know struggle or trigger in his life to want to act out, he goes to his wife and sort of retreats to his to his spouse to his wife. And um, and they are intimate together, and they, you know, the, he they have they have sex, and he sort of uses the, her as an outlet for his trigger, and that's really that's the most straightforward way I can I can kind of share that is that he sort of uh, in some ways um, uh, uses his wife to be that satisfaction. To be that uh resolve to be sort of that that answer to the trigger that's his strategy is to is to you know sleep with his wife and and, and for his wife now you may hear that and say, well, well what's wrong with that? Is't that a better outcome? isn't that a better um, you know strategy isn't that a better go to than than acting out or looking at pornography or masturbating? Absolutely, there, the, you know that is. There are far, far many worse things to do for a man to do than to, um, uh, you know, than, than, uh, the, I mean, there there are way worse things he could do than to, you know, be with his wife and for his wife and and him to be intimate. But here's where I want to re- really touch on is that if if we're growing in recovery, if we're learning to, you know, control our thoughts and curb our desires and 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 meet our desires with healthy things our strategies need to be way more invasive than when I feel a trigger and when I feel pull when I feel a tug to want to act out in some way uh to want to masturbate in some way or look at porn or whatever that I don't just run to my wife and say hey let's have sex it's I I have a I have a need right now I have a I have a real strong desire right now and I'm going to act out And if we don't act that or if we don't sleep together if we're not you know intimate together then I'm probably gonna act out and to me that's a really really selfish immature mindset to have and there really in my mind is no difference there between um, between that and masturbation because this man is not thinking about his wife this man is not thinking about her desires he's not thinking about intimacy her you know what she would the pleasure to bring to her right? He's thinking about himself. <laughs> He's thinking, how can I get over this trigger? How can I, you know, uh, feel, you know, relieved of this trigger? Well, I'll just have sex with my wife, and um, and and that kind of you know attitude, that kind of behavior, and that kind of mindset leads to a lot. I think would lead to a lot of sort of abuse, and and you know, his wife feeling used, his wife feeling. You know, that that my my husband just wants to sleep with me because he's feeling triggered. And again, it's a real fine line because, you know, yes, he could act out. He could he could masturbate. He could look at porn, which is totally devastating, which is absolutely the wrong thing to do, the unhealthy thing to do. But he's also missing the mark. And so, you know, I I just really feel like I want to put a caution out there, first of all, for for all, all men, all women. For every person who's dealing with a sexual addiction, that when you feel a trigger to act out, that there's a lot of things. We're going to talk about what to do when you're triggered and what not to do when you're triggered. But there's a lot of healthy things to do internally, immediately, right at the moment of trigger, right at the moment where you feel tempted, where you feel like there's there's that struggle where you could go down the the road that you've always gone down that's led to uh, that's led to a lot of regret and shame and guilt, or you can go down the path to life and to freedom and to healing And there's a lot of internal work that you can do. There's a lot of you know offensive weapons You can use up here and in here um, and, and and again, we're going to talk about that list But instead of just you know acting Just meeting you know acting so carnally right and just your flesh just you know This is what I want in the moment. I'm just gonna get it however. I'm gonna get it is just so so uh, to me in some ways equally um, equally damaging and um, and and unfortunate. So share that story with you guys, not to be uh, in any way uh, condemning to that guy. I, I think I, I think probably what's happening there is that one that particular brother is still growing, still learning in recovery, and hasn't quite understood how to fight. When, when triggers occur, how to combat triggers and so we want I want to talk about how to what do we do? what do you do when you're feeling triggered? what do you do when you're feeling tempted when you feel first of all let's just say you are in week one okay you're in your first week of recovery um, you know seven days in and maybe even 30 days in you know into recovery Well there's five things I think that you know, uh, are, are incredibly powerful. Maybe you've heard before, maybe you've read before, but I just think that these are five things that I've talked about before on the on the podcast, uh, things to do when you're triggered. Number one, I think could be one of the most helpful things is that you call or you text a recovery buddy or somebody that you trust. And most, probably the, the best thing is the phone call. And you want to verbally, because you may not actually be able to have somebody nearby or you may not be able to drive to them, you know, drive, like, right to them. So, you know, we have these we have these things, you know, these, these smartphones. We have all the capabilities to be able to communicate. And so call a friend. Call a recovery uh, brother or sister, somebody who's in recovery, who's actually walking through what you're walking through, or call somebody that you trust, somebody who's safe. Tell them what you're feeling. Tell them what you're thinking. Tell them what you're thinking about doing. I mean, tell them what what is going on internally. Tell them about the pool and the struggle, and that's why this has got to be a safe friend. That's why this has got to be a healthy friend. Um, but tell them what's going on. You know, call and um, make that phone call. You know, even if it's um, a, a text message. You know what I mean? But make that connection. Reach out so that you are not um, you are not hiding. You're not going. You're not giving yourself extra time to just kind of, you know, wallow or hang around in that temptation. But you need to make the phone call. You need to make the phone call, send the text message, whatever you have to do. Get a hold of somebody you trust and tell them what's going on in your life. Um, the second thing is is if you, you know, enjoy music. You know, I know that, that my wife and I love music. We love worship music in particular. And if you're a worship fan, if you like uh, worship music, if you you know whether it's Jesus Culture or or Bethel Music or Hell Song or you know House Fire, whoever it is, is you know man, start saying your your favorite worship song. starts Start going through those lyrics in your mind, in your heart. You know, just turn your phone on. You turn to, you know, crank it up, man. Get get alone and get lost. In the presence of God, and allow Him to to speak to you, commune with Him in that moment, direct that uh, that energy where you're feeling that that pull, that trigger, uh, to act out into make it make it worship, you know, and and really do that. So so sing through your favorite worship song. That could be really really empowering. Um, the third thing is is you know so incredible and 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 powerful that really we all we all need to be doing this anyway whether we're triggered or not this is a part of our this is a part of our relationship with the lord is is meditate on scripture right is to find a passage you know recall verses that you, some of your favorite verses your life verses and 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 let that speak over you let god's word wash over you and speak over you the truth and the word right temptation and 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 impurity sexual impure, impurity and um, you know, compromising our heart, none of those things align with what scripture says. God wants so much more for us. He wants so much better for us. And so meditate on scripture. Allow God's word to cover you, um, to refresh you, you know, to, to bring your soul out of that place of struggle, of darkness, you know what I mean? And and, um, and meditate, you know, really go to that place, you know, open up the word. and um, And maybe, you know, and this is just a side thing. Maybe, maybe it's one of those things where I know a lot of us, we have, we have, you know, the Bible app on our phones. You know, we have lots of information access there. But maybe it's time to put that down, right, and to actually reach down here. Maybe it's time to actually bring out the real word, right, the actual printed word, you know what I mean, so that nothing else is a distraction uh, to you. There's no notifications popping up. There's no messages coming through that we literally open up, you know, God's word. We open up the scriptures, and we let it, we just soak into it. We don't allow anything else. Um, I know that's something I have to do um, and still continue to try to do is to put down the smartphone and to get into the actual word and um, to not not allow those things to distract. So meditate on scripture. Meditate on scripture. Number four, what to do when you're triggered. Go for a run. Find some kind of, you know, physically uh, move, where you're physically moving, some kind of exercise, some kind of movement, you know, some kind of active activity to be doing. There's a lot to say for actually removing yourself from the situation of, of triggers, of temptation. It could be an environmental one. It could be that you are alone in the house by yourself. It could be that it's like today outside it where it's, where it's rainy. You know what I mean? It's a kind of dreary and, 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 and you're alone and that's the perfect place the enemy wants to get you. So what do you need to do? First, need to call a buddy, right? You might need to, you know, crank up the music a little bit, put on the, you know, put on the worship, you know, open up scripture. But you may need to, you may need to get out of the house, and you may need to go for a run. You may need to go visit somebody, um, you know, a friend or, or family member, and actually get out of the situation. But, but, you know, maybe it's just a, maybe you need to run on the treadmill. Maybe you just need you need those endorphins, right, to be firing those chemicals in your brain to be <laughs> released, the good chemicals um, that, that are, you know, that are healthy for you. So, you know, think about getting your body moving. Uh, and the last one is just, you know, one, one of the most, I think, invasive and internally compelling things to do is right at the moment that you feel like you are triggered or pulled is that you just begin to pray. You begin to call on the Lord. You begin to call on His strength. You begin to ask for His help and His intercession that He would be the one to meet your desires, that He would, um, that He would be the one to fulfill you, right in a way that that pornography or alcohol or drugs or any kind of addiction, um, but especially sexually, um, you know, cannot cannot fulfill you. And so, whatever you do whatever you do make sure it is a healthy outlet make sure that it's a healthy outlet um, you know healthy healthy is is the key that's what we want to um, that's what we want to go for that's what we want to shoot for and so uh, healthy outlets is what we want so that's what we do when we're triggered uh, we we want to go to those five uh, incredibly healthy things um, you know and there's there's all kinds of things that we can do not just You know, not just those five things, but those are some of the five most helpful things I've found uh, to 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 help me in my in my past. You know, when I've struggled or felt triggered or pulled, is to call a buddy. You know, call a friend. You know, sing through some worship. You know, get worship going. Get some worship going in your house. Meditate on scripture. Uh, and, and, you know, pray and then, you know, go for a trip. You can do all those things on the treadmill at once, right? You can, you can be listening to worship and listening to the word and, and praying and asking God for help and be running and everything like that. We're, we're fortunate enough to be able to have a, a treadmill in our house. So, so that's what to do when you're triggered. Now I want to talk about just uh, real briefly what not to do when you're triggered. So we've talked about five things to do when you're triggered. I want to talk about what five things not to do. And, um, and so the, the first one I think is is incredibly, we've sat, kind of touched on it all, already, but the first thing is you never want to retreat into isolation. When you feel like that trigger, and, and it could be whether you're, it could be that you're alone in your house, it could be at work, it could be while you're driving, um, it could be um, anywhere really. But the the principle here is that we don't want to retreat into isolation. We don't want to retreat into the shadows. And what I mean by that is we don't want to not tell anybody, right? So which is the very opposite of number one. We talked about what to do when you're triggered is to reach out, you know, to call someone is we don't want to just say, ah, it's not a big deal or, you know, it'll go away on its own or uh, it's just, you know, I just need this or that, you know, and we don't want to skip to number five, which is to act out, right? So we'll go back to number one. I already told you what number five was. But number one, we don't want to retreat in isolation, get your heart out there, get your, again, get your, your mind out there. Don't retreat into isolation. Don't put yourself into places where you're by yourself. Don't intentionally, you know, be alone. Um, it is really, really super important to be around people that love you, people that can encourage you, especially if you're a single adult. Um, if you are, you know, uh, if your your spouse is going on a trip, Um, You know, if you are, even if you're, um, you know, even if you're in a a career where you, you know, work separately from your spouse, you know what I mean? Um, There's a lot of things that can sort of get in there when you are sort of separated from your family, separated from your spouse. And the enemy likes to work in those moments. Not all the time, but, but a lot of times he can. So don't retreat in isolation. That's number one. Number two, don't convince yourself that you deserve a break. Um man, that was one of the the, the biggest lies that I undertook and and believed in my addiction that um well I'm just gonna just gonna enjoy it a little bit. Just gonna just a little bit of porn. It's not you know, I'm just a few minutes. Meanwhile, a few minutes turns into thirty minutes, turns into an hour, turns into two hours, turns into three hours. I mean, it just it turns into a binge. It turns into half the night is wasted, you know, it turns into uh, an addictive Lifestyle is what it turns into and don't convince yourself that it's okay that you just can have a little bit that you deserve You know that that it's your time that it's me time Um, This is an incredibly incredibly destructive destructive behavior Pornography addiction sexual addiction has ruined lives and has ruined marriages has ruined families And it's not a uh, you know, let's take a little ice cream break. You know, this is not ice cream this is this is not you know your favorite chocolate. This is um, this is a literal uh, marriage destroyer and a um, you know a, a lifestyle uh, killer or a life you know uh, you know something that can while it may not lead to physical you know death it leads to spiritual death right it leads to a dampening and a death of emotions and so and not to be uh, not to be overdramatic but that's literally what it does so don't convince yourself it's okay. And that, you know, you just you deserve it. Right. Number three is don't minimize or rationalize the trigger. And so what do I mean by this, I mean, don't ignore the why. And and this is really, really important. As, as I've told guys before, as, as I've shared with guys uh, to um, make sure you, you know, while struggle doesn't feel good, while it doesn't feel good to be triggered, it doesn't feel good to be tempted there's always a greater reason and there's a deeper reason to why we are triggered. And there's the underlying, what I call the underlying why question. Why is it, are you, do you feel like you're being triggered right now? What need are you having right now? What do you need? What emotional outlet do you need to fulfill in a healthy way? Uh, what spiritual need do you, you know, what physical, is it that you're hungry, right? Is it that you're, you know, angry emotionally, right? Emotion addresses the emotions, hungry, physical, you know, is it that you're lonely? You know, I mean, what what is the need there? What's the underlying why, if that makes sense? And oftentimes I think what we do is we just minimize, we rationalize the trigger, we minimize it as if it's just, you know, um, you know, that's a good-looking guy over there. That's a good-looking girl over there. Or that's just how they're dressed. Or, you know, we just sort of minimize it and we don't really pay attention to what's going on in here. We don't pay attention to what's going on in the heart. So don't minimize or rationalize the trigger. Number four, don't blame others. You know, um, don't blame other people for your struggle, for the way that you you deal with struggle. Uh, you, you never ever want to do that. Don't 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 um, don't point the finger. You know, the only person's responsibility over your heart is you. It's your responsibility to to take care of your heart, to guard your heart. It's no one else's, you know, life but yours. So don't blame others. Don't ever do that. And then the last one is obviously don't act out. You know, you don't want you don't want this trigger to turn and progress into a moment of acting out. Uh, that's why you want to do number 1 on the what to do list. You want to call and you want to reach out to to someone. You know, I found that guys, um, you know, a lot of guys that I work with, they, they get really frustrated. And they, uh, you know, they, they feel really down and kind of beaten up on themselves when they, when they act out. And my question is, well, did you reach out? You know, did you think about reaching out to another guy? No. <laughs> well, you know, you're reaching out now, which is great. And you're telling everybody, which is great. But the time to really stand firm, the time to really stand up is before when you're feeling that trigger. You know, that's the ultimate major victory. And believe me, there's very few times that I was able to do that, but I've, lear- you know, I've learned from my mistakes. And, and I know now, uh, obviously now, that that, that is the, the greater victory for us to have, you know, is to reach out before as we're walking through that trigger to sort of surf through the struggle, if you will. And, you know, sort of surf through the struggle Make a connection with the Holy Spirit, and to uh, to keep walking in recovery. And so, those are some uh, you know healthy ways and unhealthy ways to deal with trigger to deal with triggers, to deal with temptations. Um, how to handle those in in healthy and unhealthy ways. And I would love to know your feedback. And we're going on uh, a little over half an hour here on the Facebook Live, um, but. I would love to know your comments, and I would love to know your your feedback. And you can always shoot those over to me at, at Purity for Life, or you know, drop a, drop a comment, you know, on um, here underneath the video, or uh, or however you want to do that. But you know, what are what are other other healthy ways that you have dealt with triggers in your life, and what has your experience been? Well, what, if, what what are some things not to do when you're triggered? I've shared with you my lists, and I hope that they have been beneficial for you guys. And so um, I I pray that you guys have a great, great week. I hope that it's an awesome week. I hope that it's victorious for you. And if you are walking in recovery, if you are a person watching this or listening to this that um, is walking in recovery, or maybe you have yet to begin your journey, realize that, that hope is real, that you can be healthy. You can be strong, you can you can uh, be a, a person of integrity. you can experience life and joy and peace that you never could while you were bound while you were in addiction and and that those things are possible and that is the person that God wants you to be. God has so much for your life and he wants you to be free. And so I'm just praying that you will uh, take some of these words maybe it's a little encouragement for you and um, just allow it to, to minister to you this week. And if I can be of help in any way, please contact me. Go to Purity for Life, uh, to, to the website, which is pflhome.com, or the Facebook page here. You can reach out. You can also find me on Twitter, and uh, like I said, here on Facebook, Instagram as well, really trying to reach out um, in, with social media and putting out a lot of purity tips and, and, and uh, thoughts on there this week and want to continue that. Uh, as well, and that's a huge effort and outreach for this ministry. Uh, but also posting videos like these and and live chats that uh, that we can help you. If you're in a marriage and you need help, you need support. Uh, please, I want you to would encourage you to reach out to my wife and I. We love to talk with couples that are struggling. You know, the the struggler and the wife of the struggler, or excuse me, the spouse I should say, the spouse of the struggle, because this is a male and female. Uh, uh, addiction, a male and female issue. So pflhome.com is where you can find it all. That's the website with all our, all of our podcasts, all of the resources, all of the links, and all of our social media is on there. You can connect with us through uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and uh, all sorts of ways, or just shoot us an email, right? Just send us, send us a message on there, and I uh, would love to encourage you. So have a great week. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening to uh, Purity for Life this week here on Facebook as we record the podcast. I hope you have a great week. God bless.